This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. With less than a week until the start of Term 1, there is a lot of concern among parents and teachers about the return of children to the classroom, the high numbers of cases in New South Wales, the fact that most kids haven't had the chance to be fully vaccinated and the difficulty of obtaining rapid antigen tests are all cause for concern. But the most important consideration has to be the health and well-being of our kids. What is best for them? Anne Hollands is the National Children's Commissioner. Her role is to oversee the safety and well-being of our children and protect their rights. Uh, Welcome to the program, Commissioner Hollands. Thank you very much. I think a lot of parents are really quite anxious about kids returning to school in the midst of this Omicron outbreak, particularly here in in New South Wales, especially when so many kids are unvaccinated. Why do you support the idea of kids going back to school? Well, look, I absolutely understand. It's a very worrying time uh, for everyone. You know, there's just so much of this Omicron out there and, and we're, you know, we've lived through two years of, uncertainty and and disruption it's it's really i think getting to us so I, I i've noticed uh that that growing anxiety all around uh but i think what i really want to see is that children's needs in the broadest sense are given some priority now because frankly children have really taken a back seat over the past two years and that's not unusual in that often policy is designed primarily for adults and we assume kids will benefit from that but I guess what we're seeing now from some of the research from the lockdown states is that there are some concerns emerging, very serious concerns about children that have been perhaps overlooked in the steps that we've taken to control the virus and to kind of minimise the pressure on the health systems. So what do we know about the impact of the pandemic on the well-being of kids in Australia, like particularly, as you said, in those lockdown areas? Well, we are now starting to get some results of um, hospital attendances and uh, for uh, mental health issues and and other surveys that have been done that are really showing that kids in those states, their mental health has deteriorated in larger numbers than we would have seen in other times. And these are serious problems like uh, suicide attempts, self-harm, eating disorders and so forth, and most worryingly in much younger children. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also um, are very concerned about the kids who aren't able to really benefit from uh, learning via Zoom and that could be because they might have one computer for six children in the house or the parents don't speak English or there are other problems at home, other barriers that make it uh, much more challenging for children. They're not getting the support they need. And so the learning losses that will emerge um, for those kids, they're going to need extra help. Because we need to understand that childhood is a unique stage of life with its unique needs in in terms of development and well-being. And so policy that's designed for adults is not necessarily going to meet the needs of children. Mm, I think one of the confusing things for parents is that previously, you know, we were sort of told that children weren't likely to become unwell. And of course, now with the numbers being so much higher, there is a proportion of those very unwell people that are that are children. And so, you know, weighing up the health risks of coronavirus with these other factors that you've mentioned becomes very challenging. I'm interested to know, has anyone asked the kids what they want? No, no, there hasn't been. Look, there has, 
have been some surveys done in certain states and, uh, you know, I guess it's a mixed picture because kids often will be, um, I guess, influenced by the level of anxiety around them in amongst the adults. Mm. And kids, of course, are all different anyway. Uh, so, look, I think there are there will be some kids who are very anxious. But if I can go back to your earlier point about the the risks to kids of COVID. So I'm not a health professional, but I work with paediatricians who are treating children with COVID. And they are all unified in saying that there is no medical reason to not reopen schools. And that is because the impact even now is is minimal on children if they get infected. We hear about the hospitalizations of children and the chief medical officer Paul Kelly said that two thirds of the children who are hospitalized are there for what's called social reasons. Often they don't explain what that means. But he did yesterday explain that that meant they their parents were in hospital and there was no one else to care for the kids. So the kids are admitted, not because they need to be in hospital, but because the parents are there and they need somewhere to be looked after. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, that's really so, good to clarify. So, of course, there's anxiety when we hear these numbers and we hear that kids are ending up in hospital. But, you know, these paediatricians are saying they're weighing up the risks, of course, and so they're treating kids with COVID, but they're also seeing these large numbers of kids with mental health problems. And they are unified in saying we should be safely reopening schools. And of course, what that means is all those measures that we've heard about with the ventilation, fix the staggered attendances, the getting the vaccinations to all the adults, but also now the children and, and having flexibilities in place where there are underlying health issues that we need to pay attention to. But, you know, it really concerns me that we're doing this a week before school starts, right? Uh, we, we've had all of this time to sort this out. And for me, it's only just another sign that the needs of children have not been our number one priority. Mm. And I think that's the thing, trying to balance the safety measures with the children's well-being is another tricky area. This idea of kids doing rapid antigen tests twice a week. You know, my reaction to that was, well, that's going to make my kids really anxious. And and so is that actually going to be the best thing? How do we make sure that our safety measures don't end up creating a whole lot of unnecessary anxiety? Yes, it is for some families, for some children, that will be a challenge. But, you know, ultimately some of these challenges can be overcome and that there are greater benefits to be gained from actually managing some of those, if you like, challenging things that we might now need to do. Yeah, it would be good for parents to kind of have certainty about some of these things before we're about to return to school. So do you have any advice for parents about how we can support our children who are returning to school in in such strange times? Well, you know, the number one thing we can do is to manage our own anxiety. Mm. I, I just think... There is so much anxiety amongst us as adults and kids pick up on that. And of course, they notice that we're watching the press conferences every day. We're on our devices, checking the numbers. We're talking about it all the time. Uh, You know, it might help if we just tried to put our devices away, just tried to have some fun with our kids in the last week or so of school holidays. Try to be as reassuring as you can. Try to say that 
that uh, the experts are saying that it is safe to go back to school and, and, and to be as reassuring as you can and try to calm things down if, mm. if in fact there's a high level of anxiety at home. That's the best thing that you can do. If you're struggling to do that as a parent, if your anxiety is really um, at a heightened state, then probably it'd be good for you to, to call your GP, have a telehealth consultation, have a, have a chat with them about um, the pros and cons of, in terms of your child's circumstances and to reassure you so that you can then be reassuring to the children. So I think that having now learnt what we've learnt over the past two years, I'm really hopeful that going forward we don't lose visibility of children again. And you know, I've, I have been calling for a COVID plan for children for many, many months. We now have one uh, focused on the safe reopening of schools. I, I'd like to see children uh, become a priority for policymakers and. For us to actually be asking children more about um, their experiences and their needs so they can be factored into the plans that we're making. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've been speaking to the National Children's Commissioner, Anne Holland, about children returning to the classroom in less than a week and how we can support their well-being. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.